Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health, the science of healthier animals. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. We're going to have a show today on lameness in your beef cattle. And it's something that we spend a lot of time treating, and we're going to talk a little bit about prevention and why it happens. Thanks for joining us today on the show. More after these messages. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson. I'm sure glad that you joined us. And I'm going to give a special shout out to Mike Brown and a group down there at Sedalia, Missouri at the Hut that watch the show religiously. Uh, we appreciate everybody that watches the show. And I just wanted to give a shout out to the folks down at the Hut and say thanks for, for watching the show and thanks for, for reaching out. Um, today, I'm Dr. Dan Thompson and I'm the host of Doc Talk. And we've been doing this show for 10 years, uh, over 500 episodes. It's been a lot of fun uh, throughout the years. And y'all have watched this hair uh, turned from brown to salt and pepper to now gray. But anyway, Today we're going to talk about lameness and in our veterinary practice, the production animal consultation practice, we see a lot of lameness and in, in, in feedlot cattle and different things to that nature. And, and the first thing I would say is that the one thing we know from our research, the earlier you treat lameness, the better the case outcome will be. And so diagnosing it and understanding it when it's in its early stages is vitally important. And the way that we train, uh, to diagnose lameness in the pen is kind of a scoring system, okay? Uh, uh, the first thing that we're gonna do is you wanna make sure you get all the cattle up. When I walk into a pen and all the cattle are up and they're paying attention to me and there's one over in the corner and it's laying down, I've got a pretty sneaking suspicion that when I get that one up, we're gonna have some lameness issues or some sort of other issue of why it's not acting like the rest of the pen. The second thing is, is I'm gonna look at their gait. Okay, so if we have a, a scoring system of zero to three, when a steer is walking away from you or walking, the back foot should land right where the front foot left. So as the steer walks, when it picks up its front foot to move forward, the back foot should almost land right in the same path or in the same spot. And that's the reason why when we measure uh, cow paths or cow trails, you know, they're all about 13 to 16 inches wide because they're, they're stepping right in, in stride there, okay? When I start to see a shortening of that stride, where the back foot is not meeting where the front foot was leaving, that's, the, that's a, a, a lameness score of one. So the first thing I'm looking for is a shortness of stride, okay? The second thing I'm gonna look for in a more severe case is gonna be not only the shortness of stride, but also the presence of a head bob. So a lame animal that has a short stride and the head is bobbing, now I'm understanding that there's a little bit more severity to the lameness. And when I see that head bob on the front limb, what we say is the head goes down with the sound. So when a steer goes down with its head on a head bob, the leg that it's standing on at that point is the one that's, that's good, the one that's not lame. It's the other side that's, that's lame. So shortened stride, head bob, down with the sound, and then the most severe is the, is the three-legged lame, meaning they won't put any weight on that foot or any weight on that, that limb. So as we see that progression, the earlier we can diagnose and treat, the, the better. Um, when we get those animals to the chute, it's vitally important that we pick those feet up. We're gonna clean those feet off. One of the things they always told me in veterinary school was that 90% of lameness is in the foot. 
So when our eyes start to deceive us and we start to think that it's in the shoulder or in the hawk or in the stifle, always remember that 90% of lameness is in that foot. So diagnosis from the pin, and then when we get it into the chute, we're gonna do some more diagnosis by cleaning that hoof up. We're gonna get out that hoof knife. We're gonna get out our hoof testers. And when we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit about what you're gonna do at the chute level for testing lameness and making a proper diagnosis. You're watching Doc Talk. We're glad you joined us. More after these messages. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson here at Production Animal Consultation where we have a veterinary practice of many veterinarians and, and uh, provide veterinary care for about 25% of the fed cattle in the United States. And um, lameness is one of our major issues of pulling cattle. It's also one of our major issues for railing or, or having cattle removed from the herd for, for poor doing. And when we start to look at lameness, the one thing I will urge you to do is when you get those cattle to the chute is to pick their feet up. It's a pain, literally. It's hard work. Um, and especially if you're going through an outbreak of some sort, uh, like hairy heelwort or foot rot across the yard, it's a lot of cases and it's a lot of picking feet up, but, but you'll get good at it, you'll get better at it, and your case treatment, your treatment response rate will improve because we have to diagnose it. So. The first thing I'll do is I'll get the foot picked up. And if we have an ability to spray the hoof off, you know, with winter, I understand there's a pain with, with ice and, and, and things to that nature. I will also have different types of hoof knives. You can have a regular hoof knife to clean out between the claws. You can get a Swiss hoof knife that you can help scrape some of that, that hard caked on manure that's on those hooves. But once we get it cleaned up, now my diagnosis begins. And the first thing I start is by looking at, at between the toes. If I'm gonna have foot rot, which is an infectious uh, disease, I'm gonna have a foul odor to that uh, foot because that's an anaerobic uh, fermentation or, or colonization of that bacteria. So it'll be a foul odor and the, the, there'll be between the toes will be erosions and you'll see that rawness and you'll, you'll smell the foot with foot rot. Okay, that's the reason why we call it foot rot. Um, the second thing is, is I'll look at the back of the, the foot at the heel, just above the, the claws, and I'll look for that, that strawberry-like lesion that we call hairy heelwort or digital dermatitis. And that's another infectious type of foot ailment or lameness. And a lot of times you'll see those calves in the pen standing on their tiptoe or having their foot cocked forward and just staying on the toe because they don't want to stretch back and have that, that ulceration on the back of their heel touch anything. It's extremely, extremely sore. So if I don't see, if I don't see foot rot and I don't see hair or heel wart, the next thing I'm gonna do is get my hoof testers out. And the hoof testers just apply pressure, just, just gentle pressure around the hoof. You don't have to press hard. And as you hit a spot that's sore, they'll retract. They'll pull their, their limb back. They're, they're extremely sensitive. And what I'm looking for here are one of two lesions, and these are usually mechanical lesions or non-infectious lesions. Uh, one of them is gonna be a sole bruise where they stepped on a rock or they stepped on something that, that created a bruise underneath and it's like having a, a blood blister underneath your fingernail. And once I pinpoint where that's at, I will take my hoof knife and I will drill up until I relieve that, that pressure. Um, and I'll block the good claw so the animal will have a little time to get off of it. 
The other one that I'm trying to diagnose is, is a toe abscess. And a toe abscess, when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit more about how those are formed and why we see toe abscesses. And we're going to talk more about how we can prevent and treat. But, but uh, a toe abscess will be in one claw and it'll be the entire claw. A sole abscess will be in one claw, but it'll be very, very specific in a site in which we're going to see that uh, pain response or that draw response back. So infectious, non-infectious, we've gotten them to the shoot. We've got a diagnosis. We'll talk a little about treatment and prevention when we come back. You're watching Doc Talk. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson up here at Ames, Iowa, where I teach at Iowa State University. And I'm also an owner operator of Production Animal Consultation, which is a veterinary consulting group that focuses Kansas, Iowa, uh, Nebraska, Colorado, uh, cattle feeding areas, we see a lot of lameness. We see a lot of lameness in, in our barns. We see a lot of lameness in open lots. And, and so when we see lameness, some of the things that we're looking at, first of all, let's talk about the, the foot rot and hairy heelwort. Uh, both of these are, are contagious diseases. They're both, uh, they both have the, the bacteria or the, the spirochete in the soil or manure pack in our pens. And what we need to do is on foot rot is, and, and hairy heel wart is hygiene within the pens is a must. Making sure that we clean those pens, making sure that we keep the amount of manure, especially on the bunk pads and the highly traveled areas uh, is gonna be vitally important. Also, what we're gonna understand is foot rot, we're gonna treat those animals individually, we're gonna bring them in, we're gonna use some sort of antibiotic uh, because this is a bacterial infection between the toes. A lot of times foot rot is caused by an animal standing in a, in, a, in a mud hole or in something that softens that skin between the toes. And then they walk up and they, they walk on something that's whether it's frozen, uh, that's abrasive, or after a rain and we have dry hoof prints and that dry hard dirt after they stand in the muddy area, uh, they'll, they'll get an abrasion. I've seen it in the summertime with shades where we put one little spot of shade in the pen and all the animals stand underneath it and they urinate and they defecate there. They get really uh, wet area and then they go and wet walk where it's dry and they, they get that abrasion which opens up the skin and then opens up kind of like when you've been in the bathtub too long and your fingers are, are wrinkly, that skin soft, they get that abrasion, the bacteria can set up in it. Okay. Uh, Hairy heel wart shows up on the back of their, their uh, foot, and it's the same thing, hygiene, cleaning the pen. And what we wind up doing with these is not only treating these animals individually, which you have to treat the lesion uh, directly and give a, a, an antibiotic, work with your veterinarian, but the other thing we'll incorporate is a foot bath. And many dairies battle hairy heel wart, and they use copper sulfate and formaldehyde foot baths. Uh, work with your veterinarian. We will take cattle out about every 30 days and walk them through the, the foot bath to prevent hairy heel wart or to treat or to keep it from popping up uh, in those pens. But many different things that you need to do to prevent and to treat when we have foot rot or hairy heel wart, which are the two most commonly uh, infectious types of, of lameness. The other two types of lameness in which we've talked about are the, the sole bruises and the, the toe abscesses. And, and the sole bruises are simply, you know, animals that we don't see a lot of these, but when we do, they're very treatable. And as I talked about before, you take your hoof testers, you find and pinpoint that area. 
you're going to be able to take your hoof knife or, or a dremel tool and you'll be able to go right into where that area is you'll release that that sole bruise or that sole abscess um, and whether it would be uh, blood or whether it would be pus um, you're going to relieve that pressure and then we put a block in a block when we say block of foot it's not like anesthesia we're going to actually take a wooden block with hoof glue and you've seen that and and you will put the hoof block and glue that to the the claw so there's two claws right there's one with the sole abscess or the sole bruise and there's one that's normal we actually put the wooden block and glue it to the the claw that's that's good or not have the sole abscess so that when that animal walks that animal for a couple of days is taking the pressure off of the the side that's been bruised or abscessed and and it's stepping on that wooden block and uh, helps with the healing process and and things of that nature when we come back we're going to talk about toe abscesses and wrap up this uh show on lameness i i love talking about it i love uh, working with people on these cases uh, more after these messages hey folks welcome back to doc talk dr dan thompson here i'm at iowa state university where i teach in the department of animal science and also i'm a owner partner in production animal consultation where we have a, a feedlot practice and cow calf practice and see cattle all over the country and uh, sure enjoy working with different clients and things to that nature when when uh, we start to talk about toe abscesses this is one of those things that uh, really the disposition of the cattle plays a role so the wilder and the crazier the cattle are the more chance you're gonna see toe abscesses toe abscesses occur because of the behavior of cattle cattle when when they're scared or there's a, a predator the the safe area is to be in the middle of the herd right the ones on the outside are the ones that are preyed upon and so when they're scared and they're fearful even on a concrete slab especially on a concrete slab these cattle are going to fight to get to the middle and they press off extremely hard with their back feet to try to press to get to the middle of the herd and so reading cattle and understanding how to use low stress cattle handling is vitally important for preventing toe abscesses the way, reason why toe abscesses occur, and, and this was a group up in, in Canada that determined this, they took some legs from dead steers and they put them on these mechanical processes that could put more pressure and more pressure on that hoof. And what they found was as they put more and more pressure on that hoof onto the ground, there would be a separation between the sole and the hoof wall, which is the white line. And when they would just get the more and more pressure, there'd just be a little bit of an opening or a gap and manure could get through there. And then that manure gets trapped. As soon as they release the pressure, that thing slaps back together and shuts the door. Now that's trapped in that toe. And the toe abscess will, will overtake that coffin uh, bone area. It will actually rot that bone. Um, and if left untreated, that infection starts to track up the leg through the lymphatic system. And all of a sudden, 21, 28 days on feed, you think you're seeing some stifle injury or some hawk injury. And all of it was started as a toe abscess. And, and so the case fatality rate on these toe abscesses, and people will have different ways of treating it. Some people will remove the entire claw of the affected limb. And it's almost always on the back limbs on the medial claw, okay, the middle, the inside claw but it's almost, it's a back limb lameness because they're pushing off, okay? Um, so people might remove that claw. Um, cattle carry 60% of their weight on their front limbs, so doing that on the back limb is 
the animal won't break down as much because there's only 40% of the body weight on the back limbs. Um, and so we, we can get away with some of that. Some people will trim that, that just nip that toe back, but we don't want to tip it back to where it's open, okay, where we start packing manure in it. And the other people will just leave them alone. And I don't know which one of them works best, and I don't think anybody that can sit here and tell you, but the tincture of time and understanding that 50% of these cattle that have toe abscesses aren't going to get better. And when they start to get tight gutted and they start to lose weight, um, that's a sign that they're going, going backwards on, on healing. But to prevent them, the big things, low stress cattle handling, flooring. If we have really rough concrete or really rough, you know, just putting sand down, that just makes it rougher. We want to put wood chips and things, bedding that will decrease the amount of friction of that foot against the concrete and different things to that nature. So really focusing on smaller groups of cattle, low stress cattle handling and flooring is important for preventing toe abscesses. Also work with sale barns and auction markets that you may see more coming out of one than another. It might be their flooring, might be their cattle handling, different things to that. I've enjoyed spending time with you on a topic I have a passion for. Remember, always work with your local veterinarian. And if you want to know more about what we do at DocTalk, you can find us on the web at www.doctalktv.com. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson here in Ames, Iowa with Production Animal Consultation, and I'll see you down the road. <music>